Welcome to The Blinding Light. I'm your host, Gus Pondo. With me today is possibly the worst fucking person on earth. Uh, a person that I could not despise more. Um, it's, it's Rainer. Who gives a shit? Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you. Um, big fan of the show. First, uh, first time, long time? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you have been on the... The hate train for me for a long time. Actually, you probably started the hate train. Oh, yeah. I definitely laid the tracks down, if not started it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of people on there now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of people asking the r- real question. <laughs> well, why won't you give me $1,300? You see, the thing is, I want to give you $1,300. I just can't give you $1,300. Can't or won't? Can't. I'm married. I got I got a wife that I got to run things by, and I can't just willy-nilly give you $1,300. If I was single, it'd already be done. Yeah. I would have taken that, that deal about you having to speak good about me. Really? That would have been enough for the thirteen? That would have been enough. I mean, that stops the hate train. No. You're the conductor of the hate train, man. Yeah, but like everybody would know that it's why I'm saying it. Like it would, they'd be like, "Oh yeah," they would know I'm in the the pocket of Big Rainer. Ooh, would they though? Yeah, it still would have worked. Yeah, I still would have done. <laughs> Low bar. No, um, no. Public opinion matters. Not that I'm. Not that people know me, but, yeah, was, but, the, but the few people who do and listen to you is like, oh man, Rainer, he's so terrible. I forgot to ask, I've been meaning to ask everybody this question about how to get you to get me $1,300, and I don't think I've, I think I've asked, I asked Panky. Oh, I would have also taken the Panky deal to be on his uh Oh, oh yeah, Easton, Easton Panky's record. And yeah, uh, just just a guest vocal. Oh, a guest. Uh, oh, okay. So like the first time that we recorded the Panky episode, I don't remember because uh, there's there was there's a lost Panky episode <laughs> that me and Panky just talked for like an hour and a half or so, um, and it didn't ended up not being recorded. <clears throat> and. Um, so I, I can't. So I can't remember which deal actually got uh, played. At one time, it was that you, Pinky would write. Uh, Pinky's writing a record. Yes. And shout out to Pinky. It's, if you haven't heard uh, uh, Dime, go go check that out on Spotify. It's pretty good. It's great. I heard it today. Yeah, awesome. it's really good. Um, no, yeah. Pink, so Pinky's writing the record, and he would. Oh, that's what it was. He was gonna let you sing the record. Oh, the whole thing. The whole thing. No, no, no. I don't want to ruin the record. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. That 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 was that. I, I, I was like I said. I don't remember what the actual deal that made it to air was, but at one point uh, that was it. Like we were like, he was like, "I'll write this record and Rainer can go in and sing it, oh, and then no. um, it'll just be his record." No, I just wanted maybe one line or like a chorus or something for him. Not that I sing great. <laughs> no. You could do a spoken word intro. I could have done something like that. I think it would have been pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, Pink will make it happen. I I know he would. I just I can't I I can't just fork out thirteen hundred. It's a fair deal for for, for <laughs> you're getting a uh, uh, getting a, a spot on Panky's record. That that's gonna be hot. 
I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, that's that's a great honor, one. And um, it would be really good. It'd be really fun. It'd be something new for me, definitely. Never done that before. And I, it says to, yeah, it would have been good, but I just can't do it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I, uh, we were talking last night about possibly, I possibly giving you $1,300 to help start a vegan food truck. Oh yeah, we did talk about that last year. And I'm that's something that's really that I think Amy would be okay with that. Yeah. All right. Well, Amy's my wife. Uh, oh I have yeah. To, I have to get things cleared. My wife. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm lucky. No, it's a terrible Borat impression. I don't know. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen that movie, but I know like twelve references from it. Oh, yes. No, that's not even. I think, I don't know. I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah, I I went to do that voice, and it A, didn't feel right or good. (laughs) And then B, I was like, I don't think this is it. (laughs) So. um, Oh, shit. Was it it Pakistan? It's, It's a Eastern European country, and I don't know exactly the name of it. Shout out! Shout out to all my listeners in Pakistan. That's what I'm gonna say because I know oh, yeah. I, I know I got uh, uh, the four percent of Pakistan listens to the Blind Light. That's that's beautiful. That is pretty dope. Yeah, not four percent of Pakistan. Four percent of pra- I, I would be popping. Ooh, um, I'd fly you out. Four four. Uh, I, I would I'd, already be doing live shows in Pakistan. Yeah, I pay I pay thirty yeah. dollars to fly you out to Pakistan. Yeah. Now, I'm pretty sure that's way low-balling a flight to Pakistan, but yes. I feel like right now you could do it. Probably. Round, I, think, I feel like that would be a round trip. Thirteen? Thirteen hundred dollars? Sound fair? <sighs> that that Houston, sounds terrible. Houston to Pakistan? Oh, non-stop? No, I, I don't think they do non-stop. You're going to have to get off at some, some other country and get another board another plane. Yeah, probably be like Houston to... Germany? London? Maybe France? And then France to Pakistan? Something like that. Someone should look into this. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll I always it. thought you had a third person in the room to look up stuff when you did your podcasting. I don't know why. Maybe because everyone else does on a podcast. It would probably be um, semi-sufficient. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, we just don't look up facts on this show. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Just don't don't go into it. Um, I've known you for how long? Have we known each other now. Six. Or do I guess? Do you want to do a, a proper intro for people oh, that might sure. not know you? Sorry. Yeah, um, we just kind of started talking. It's yeah. All right. Um, I'm Rainer Nava. I am a nurse. I travel around the nation with my wife, she was also a nurse, and yeah, we just take assignments in different places and um, help out hospitals that are short of nurses. That's what we're doing right now, and it's been a great ride. Two and a half years we've been doing it, living out of a travel trailer. Mm. Um, just us and our dog. Why did you almost burn down a hospital? So. The deep dive into that is what Amy and I work on the same floors and when we eat lunch she 
goes to, she clocks out first and she warms up our food. Because clearly I can't even do that. <laughs> I, you know, well, yeah, that's well, a fair statement. So me bur almost burning down the hospital was, I for some reason clocked out earlier today, that day and I had a tortilla. And I just wanted to warm it up real quick. I thought I put it in the microwave for 30 seconds. What happened is I put it in there for three minutes and then I started eating and totally forgot about it. And yeah, the smoke detectors went off, fire department showed up. Good time. Yeah. I'm the guy who ruined the microwave at, at my hospital. Did they take it away from y'all? They took... <laughs> Because Where they're like, no, uh, Rainer doesn't know how to use the microwave, so nobody gets to use the microwave. They took that particular microwave out just because of the smell. And they brought in a new one about a week later. Did you get bullied for that? Yes. You yes. As you I should. Did. I did. Um, even to my last day there, they were still making fun of me for it. Yeah. Which I took in stride, which is fine because I was the idiot who put a tortilla in the microwave for three minutes. So I owned it. It's fine. I even my, my mom texted me. She straight said, hey, don't try to cook. Just do takeout, please. <laughs> Damn. Um, so that's that was that was great. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And then later that week, Reno burned down the try to. Why? 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 So re, yeah, yeah. Uh, later that that weekend, two days later actually, Reno was trying to cook his steaks, but it's cold up in Maine, so he tried to cook it in a skillet, and he put butter down the skillet, and just smoked the whole entire apartment. And fun fact: the same fire department came to my apartment. Uh, that was at the hospital. Did they recognize you? Um, they did, did they, not. Did they bully you? They should have. Oh no no no! Uh, the fire the fire department up there in Bangor is great. They they're very polite and kind, and they said, "We're I'm just glad it's not a real thing, and it's not a real fire." That both times, which is I guess awesome. I mean, you didn't have to fight a. So fire. they just don't have shit to do in Maine. No, they have stuff to do. <laughs> like they I I mean. I don't know why you're <laughs> your fire department. They were timely and prompt, and they were cool. It's not a bootlicker. Whoa! Fire department, man. They, they were doing their job. Mm. They were answering fire alarms is what they did. Mm. Okay. Gus <laughs> <laughs> is anti-fire department. Just in Bangor or, like, in general? In general. Huh. You can put your... You, we can put our... We could help put our own fires out and like help our neighbors <laughs> I mean you're not wrong we could it's just I feel like the fire department is <laughs> a good place <laughs> generally I mean 9-11 they were first responders <laughs> the fire department's a good <laughs> good place man maybe maybe <laughs> you're, you're going you're sticking with it huh yeah alright Gus is anti Fire department, y'all. Mm-hmm. That's a fun new fact to learn. 9-11's their, like, one big hit. Like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay. I see you. Okay, all right. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> Do something different, right? 
Yeah, fucking do something different. Yeah, fucking do something different. Um, do you want to? We'll talk about. So, how long have you been a nurse in general? Um, because you've wanted to be a nurse since you were like fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Well, you want? Uh, no, I think when you were fourteen, you wanted to be a anesthesiologist. Yeah, at CRNA, certified. Uh, nurse anesthesiologist um but how long i've been a nurse it'll be nine years in july next month damn long time doesn't feel like it but it doesn't not at all um and then i did want to be a crna at that young age um mainly for the money yeah uh, but i guess things have changed um Marriage has definitely changed that. Yeah, that's not something you 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 would, you would want to pursue anymore. I I feel like I could and still do it, but now that I'm married and I know children will be down the road, I don't think CRNA would be the best spot for me to be a dad. Mm -hmm. Because most CRNAs around the nation, they're all on call. They have the weird hours. They they do what the anesthesiologists don't want to do. And um, I kind of want to be there. If we, if we're lucky enough to have kids, I want to be there for them. Yeah, you would actually like to be there for, like, yeah. you know, be a dad and shit. Yeah. I get it. I mean, you know, uh, my parents weren't there for basketball games, tennis tournaments, choirs. Um, they don't get me wrong. They put food on the table, clothes yeah. on me. I had, I had a great childhood. It's just they weren't there for the extra. Yeah, they didn't get stuff. to. They didn't get to show you the support that. The other kids had. Yeah. Yeah. I had other parents cheering me on, which is fine and, yeah. and great, but um, I wish they were there to see yeah, that, it's a little different. that stuff. Yeah. But, um, um, Especially yeah. being that young, you, I'm sure, I don't know if it ever crossed your mind. Um, like there, there even might be like this sense of like, you know, well, fuck it. If they don't care about this, why should I? Oh, yeah. Or like maybe if I was better at this, they would come or yeah. maybe... You know, stuff like this. It's, it's a lot of unnecessary and unhealthy uh, pressure to yeah. put on a child. So. Uh, and don't get me wrong. They showed up to some. Yeah. And, yeah. But. Well, it's, had, it's, I, it's, 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 it's different, though. Like, yeah. Like, you, you recognize that now. But, like, yeah. as a kid. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. It's wildly different. Like, you know, you just don't understand the world. I, I rationalize it as a kid. I'm like, they work nights. Yeah. They can't be here at. Two in the afternoon. Yeah. I'll go play my third tennis match, you know, which yeah. which is understandable. Yeah. Plus, he sucked. Hey, man. <laughs> Varsity, three years. Team captain, three years. I was okay. <laughs> I also didn't go to your game, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fun fact, you actually played tennis. Yeah, I did. You mm. were ambidextrous. Mm -hmm. You did not have a back. Gus has, does not have a backhand on the tennis court. It's all forehands, baby. Doesn't make sense. Oh no, it makes perfect sense. Actually, it made perfect sense. I'm like, you have no weakness. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense to have a backhand if it's my weak hand. I was like, I can do this both ways, baby. I'll just fucking move the racket. <laughs> like, move the, sweep the leg, Johnny. Like, <laughs> fucking, what are you holding yourself back for? <laughs> I remember the coach being very upset at me. At me. He's like, no, you got to keep the racket in one hand. I was like, why? <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm clear, it's clearly working for me. Yeah, and then like, I got like a little better. 
And he stopped telling me that. He's like, well, uh, no, if it works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gus, you are a, I feel you are a underrated athlete. No one knows how athletic you are. Yeah, that, that, that might be. That, that might be an accurate statement. Even to this day. Yeah, I just, uh, uh, I do all of my um, um, athletic things in, in secret. <laughs> like I do them in the comfort of my own homes. I do. I like. I like. I, I'll like uh, ride my bike and just do it by myself, mm-hmm. like in my neighborhood. And then, like, if I work out, I just work out in my room. So yeah. Gus is. You've always been one of the strongest dudes I've known. Yeah, from, I appreciate from that. From a young age. It just came naturally. Yeah. Good jeans. Good jeans. They're they're, they're Levi's. Oh, yes. <laughs> Levi's, <laughs> cut that deal. <laughs> Give me that sponsorship. Sign him. Sign him. He's worth it. He's yeah, worth I it. am. Send me some 513s. Um, what else? So, what's um, what's the weirdest thing that you had to take out of someone's butt? Oh, red apple. Can we talk about that story? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, sick. Let's get into that. So I show that I, I randomly will be looking through my phone for like a photo. I I I don't know if I can say that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, you have a photo. You don't know who it's from. Yeah, <laughs> I received a photo of an X-ray. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, yeah, I can look, say yes, that. Yes, it's an X-ray. It looks like an X-ray to me. Yeah, I'm not a medical. Um, I'm not a medical expert. Uh, I almost got into uh, nursing school twice, but uh, maybe this is the part. If I could, if I could identify X-rays a little better, maybe I would have got in. Um, but it appears to me to be an X-ray of what also appears to me to be an apple in someone's butt. Mm-hmm. I've also seen similar photos, and and I share this photo sometimes if people or near me while I'm looking for something and it scrolls across my thing, I'm like, yeah. do you want to see this? Or I'll go, what do you think this is? <laughs> and it's a cool story. But let's get into that story because I like that one. No, I was just working in the ER. I was working triage and this guy, this gentleman walks in and he um, he just clo- go- walks up to the window. I'm like, are you okay? He's like, well, I have a problem. Okay, sir, what's your problem? I have a red apple up my ass. And I said, excuse me? Because I thought I misheard him. Yeah, did he say it that casually? He said, yeah, very casually, and it was very descriptive. Red apple up my ass. Not just a apple, a red apple. And um, I was like, and he, he repeated himself, oh yeah, I have, I have a red apple up my ass. <laughs> and I was like, okay, um, let's get you back here. It would have been funny if you would have been like, sorry, sir, your, your, your insurance only covers green apples. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. That would have been, I wish, I wish I could have said that line. No, but we, um, I get his blood pressure and everything. And I just get this, I, I, I was just so shell-shocked from the statement. I said, okay, so explain to me what happened. Well, I started in St. Louis. With an, with an apple, I, I put it up in my rectum and drove down here and I thought it'd be out by now and I thought I'd come get it checked out. 
recently. Well, yes, I'm glad you came to the ER to get this checked out. And um, yeah, they had to call the, of course, told the ER physician, and then they called the surgeon. Um, I think they had to. I think they had to surgically remove it. But um, yeah, that was a that was a thing. How? I've heard of. Uh, I've seen. I've seen. I've seen other X-rays of um, beer bottles. And um, a coworker told me that she had someone a rake. Like what? The not the actual rakey part. At the end, but like the... Well, yeah, I didn't think it was that part. I know, but uh, but yeah, a rake. They put a rake up there. How, also the... Wait, uh, how far? She didn't say, but it was, she said it was bad that they had to surgically remove it. Did they walk in with half a rake out? Yes. Uh, not walk in. Ambulance. Call it ambulance. Because they, they could obviously couldn't move. <laughs> I imagine it's hard to move with the rake. In your rectum. Ah, uh, I bet you that's a that's a, that's a hard call to make. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you guys remember the South Park episode about the hamster. Yes. That's a real thing. Yeah. That is a real thing. And um, human beings are they're fun. They're fun. Just so much fun. What do you love the most about your job? I do enjoy helping, um, I do love helping the elderly patients personally, mm -hmm. mainly because I didn't grow up with my grandparents, so mm -hmm. whenever I get to chatting with these older folks, um, they, they pass on some good wisdom and good stories, yeah. and it's, uh, it's always very rewarding for me. And it just kind of gives me that feeling like this might be the conversations I would have had if I grew up with a grandparent in, yeah. here in America so I think that's my favorite part yeah, and I just like I just like the job um, I'm good at it I'm helping others I'm a, I'm a firm believer in if uh, if you put good out into the universe it comes right back and for me this is my way of putting good out there into the world by helping others through my profession. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you like the least? Um, besides, the, I was gonna say besides the obvious th thing of like people dying, I guess. Okay, yeah, yeah, shitty people. That's not what you were gonna say. No, that's not what I was gonna say. <laughs> you don't care. Because uh, death, death is part of our life process. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, I, was, I guess like. Um, and, I've, I've, I've dealt with death at the at bedside and um, some immediately like the when I say immediate you didn't see it coming yeah and you're just trying your best to keep them around some who knew they were at the end of their road either through cancer or just old age and you just help them through their hospice phase make sure they're comfortable that's yeah. very rewarding in itself too but um, what I absolutely hate about my job is uh, shitty people that to deal with yeah. whether it's other nurses doctors or patients themselves because some we'll get we'll get patients who just don't care like you'll you can get them you can try and fix everything their their blood sugars their infection and 
you try to teach them you gotta take care you gotta take care of yourself better and they're back the next month with a worse symptom and like it's it's like bashing your head into a wall over and over because <laughs> yeah because you're trying your best and you want to help folks but they don't want to help themselves but those those like that's what makes it difficult for me uh, and my job because the people who want to be helped you help you it's great, you know. They, they listen to you. They'll take care of themselves. Usually, they're they're there for bad luck, you know. Yeah. But the ones who put themselves in the hospital because they just don't take care of themselves, it's hard because you could try and educate them as much as you can and try and teach them, and it just doesn't go through. And it's and it's exhausting. That's why nursing has a high turnaround for for jobs or you know people switch. Like once you become a nurse. You don't stay in the profession long for for a majority of them because it's it's exhausting in that in that respect. Hmm. I've never thought about that. I've never. Seen, I didn't. I wasn't. I guess that makes sense. Do you think you'll always be a nurse, or do you, do you think eventually you want to do something else? I will eventually go back to school and be a nurse prac. I think and go work at a clinic just mainly for you know to be a dad. That, that game plan again and then actually just ma- mainly it um, so I could be a dad I could work in a clinic be off weekends holidays nights and be there yeah that's the plan things can change um, mm-hmm. but that's my current plan right now nice. you know me I'm always trying to plan <laughs> yeah you're pretty good at planning um You've, yeah, this this time around that you've been in town, you've talked a lot about being a dad. Mm-hmm. Are you excited for if that? Or I don't I don't know your current plan, your yeah, current yeah. plans or anything. Um, how excited would you be to have that opportunity? I'd be. I would. I know that being a dad is a huge responsibility, and I think. I'm ready for it. Uh, what was the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the uh, basically, like, basically, like, how stoked would you be? If, I would be. I'd be excited. Super excited. Yeah. Like, how? How do? Are Are you looking forward to being a father one day? Hopefully. Yes. I think I would be great in that in that role mm-hmm. and helping to bring a person, a good person, hopefully, yeah, up into this world and make a difference. And I think Amy and I would be wonderful parents. It scares me because it's something I have no idea. I like to I like to think I kind of help raise my nieces and nephews, but whenever it's your son, yeah. your daughter, it's, it's really different. I can't just give them back <laughs> to their parents once I'm yeah like babysitting. You know? Absolutely. But um, I I am looking forward to that part of my life. I think it's gonna be fun. I think it'll be enriching. Um, I think we'll be good at it, and it'll be it'll be just another fun journey that Amy and I will take together. Hopefully, we'll see. I hope so. That'd be nice. Now that's we got. That's uh, a few years down the road, I think. Still, you're I'm, still. That's, yeah, I we I think we still want to keep doing the travel nurse thing, see as much as the country as we can, and also try to do more traveling mm-hmm. oh, that's that's part of the reason we're doing the things that we're doing now is because we know once you settle down 
if you have a mortgage, you have kids, you can't. Just, yeah, it's a lot harder. Hey, you can't just up and go. Yeah. Some folks do it, but I don't think we're those folks that yeah. you can take your child on the road and and we've seen people do it and you know more power to them. But I think with um, we just want to be close to family when we start raising our kids and yeah, life on the road wouldn't be ideal for us to mm. do that. Nice. How close to your job is Scrubs? Actually, Scrubs is um, pretty close. Out of all the other freaking shows on on TV, Scrubs is pretty good. They do a pretty decent job of showing you how it works. Do you have a janitor, janitor that messes with you? I'll be honest. I think so, one of the janitors stole my Yeti in Maine. You were so fucking mad about that, yeah, I, I and know. I fucking hate you for that. Dude. I, that was the most entitled piece of shit tweet <laughs> I've read. At that time, I've seen so many more since because of <laughs> the world that we live in right now. But I remember I saw that, that tweet, and I was like, fuck you. I almost, I almost replied to you and be like, eat shit, asshole. Honest, but, it, like, I was just so distraught because... I brought this Yeti with me to four other hospitals. Yeah. Never had a problem. And then I bring him to Maine and someone swipes my Yeti. And I'm like, dude, come on. Like I it's it's a big Yeti, it's enough to keep my daily like work water in it. I loved it. And it was a it was a gift from my wife, which I cherished, one, because my wife gave it to me. And um I was just mad. I'm like, I'm here at work doing my thing I show up for lunch and my fucking Yeti is gone I was mad I was mad because I was probably having a bad day at work that day and then my Yeti's gone and then yeah yeah I mean like, imagine coming into Cactus House and half your equipment like one of not even half like one of your equipment that you need to run the show is gone that's a lot different I need my water <laughs> for work yeah but like and it's a gift like something that I cherish yeah, but if someone's, like, if our mixer was gone, that's an entire show gone. That'd be like if you lost... Okay, that's fine. That's like if you had a, <laughs> like, um, I don't know, uh, amnesia all of a sudden. Uh, or if I lost my stethoscope, which I actually would need to take care of patients. I understand what you're saying. Yes. Yes, that was pretty bad. How many times have you lost that? My stethoscope? Yeah. Um, it was stolen from me, actually, once, but it was another nurse had the same color. Um... That's not stolen. No, she 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 swiped it, thinking it was hers, and I was I had to go out and buy another one because I I needed one. Mm -hmm. And then like two weeks later, she's like, "Oh my gosh, I I'm sorry, I thought this was mine." I'm like, "I thought," uh, and she was using it, but it's fine. Like, I gave my new one to Amy, and she loved it because she had hers from nursing school, so it worked out. But yeah, my scissors now my scissors get stolen all the time. I've had to go through three or four scissors because. I have I like nice scissors. <laughs> you need you need nice scissors in my line of work. Um, yeah, especially in the ER, yeah. if you're gonna cut someone's clothes off of them. You need trauma trauma shears. Those those get those walk off all the time, and um, it's it's good to have nice scissors as a nurse. Pins, my pins get stolen. They always walk off. Ask a nurse, dude. Uh, no, no, no. no I, I believe you. It's I, I I don't know if it's your wording. I, I just hate you right now, and it's Why awesome. Why do you hate me? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying not to. Yeah, it's okay. 
Yeah. I, I expect I expect this from you. Yeah. Well, I've known you for a while. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get into COVID? Yeah, let's do it. So, yeah, we'll just start with this. If you could tell everyone something about COVID, what would you tell them? As a medical expert. That it's real. Um, it it can it can take your life if if it if you do get COVID and you experience the worst symptoms it has. It can it's a it's a real threat. Yeah. People should be be wearing their masks, staying six feet apart, uh, hand hygiene, all that. Like it's real. It's real because I I personally haven't seen it up front. I haven't worked with anyone who's COVID positive, but I've had coworkers and friends who have taken care of COVID patients on ventilators, and it's it's a real fight. It's a real struggle. Um, what what fr- frustrates you the most as as a medical expert when you see people talking about COVID and um... I. For me, I know the economy's tanking, but I feel like lives matter. So I just don't, I I hate when people think it's a political agenda or that they want to rush stuff back that we shouldn't just because they're bored at home. I I get both sides, I understand. Like it, it sucks being stuck at home it sucks losing your jobs. I know folks who have lost their jobs and just, but I don't know, man. Like it's, for me, if you could see the stuff that nurses have been dealing with, I don't think a lot of people would be trying to rush back. Yeah. And they would take it more seriously because you could literally just catch it just going to the gas station, grocery store, um, it could be, and it could take over the whole world real fast. I mean, if it wanted, I mean, if we, if the whole world didn't shut down like it did, mm-hmm. I think it could be worse. Because look at, look at New York. It's it's bad. Um, I had friends take travel nursing jobs over there to help out, and they said it was, it was really bad. They were putting bodies in refrigerated eighteen wheelers, and um, I had friends in New Jersey that said they drilled holes through the wall to pass IV lines through um, because they only wanted the nurse to be in the room with them. Uh, they don't want other people going in, making contact so they don't spread it. And they would tell us that, you know, just a small slip up in their PPE covering, some nurses got it, um, managed to break it, but they'd lose some some other staff to coronavirus. So, yeah, it's a real thing, and I don't know. It's a, there's so people keep taking it seriously until hopefully we get a vaccine. Vaccine will help, but even if we get a vaccine, it's just like the flu. Sometimes you still get it, and you still have to fight. Do, do you, and I don't know if this is something that you would have or not you not even you personally i don't know if anybody actually knows do you do you see this being something like the flu where it'll just kind of be a part of our society now where it's like like flu season is a thing 
Right, right. Um, it's hard to tell. Uh, now I'm not like a microbiologist or anything, but I think the flu uh, mutates every year or so. Mm-hmm. And um, at least from what I understand, COVID, there's only two strains that affect people right now. Hopefully that the alley's not picking up that, but um, the two strains that affect people. Oh, it's, it's definitely gonna pick up the alley. Oh yeah. But the, yeah, the two strains that affect people, they're just trying to get a vaccine for that. The biggest fear is if it mutates again, then we're fighting a third strain. Yeah. That, that affects humans. So right now, as of right now, I'm aware of only two strains and just getting a vaccine for one or both of them. That would be a huge step. As long as it doesn't continually mutate, it won't be like the flu. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Uh, yeah, I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else? Yeah, is there anything else that you, you would like to say about COVID or just any advice that you can give to people that are still concerned about it or maybe even someone that might be listening that's on the fence about it? Um, just wear your mask, wash your hands, stay apart. Um, especially if you go into populated areas. But once you get home or if you go see a loved one, it's okay to go see someone, I think. Because I've, I've, I've done it. I've traveled through seven states from Maine to get back to Texas. And yeah. I went and saw my, my mom and you guys. Yeah. And I feel like I've done, I've done a pretty good job. I'm not showing any signs and symptoms. But that's the scary part. Some folks don't show signs and symptoms and they're carriers. So yeah. it's, Are, all, it's, all a, it's all a risk. But if you minimize your contact and you do the right thing, wash your hands, wear your mask, you know, you're playing your numbers correctly. Yeah. Are you um, are you of the belief that this was in America sooner than maybe we had thought? Like, uh, there's there's articles and stuff that says that um, this disease could have been in America like in November of last year. It's hard. I mean, that's that's hard to tell because people were flying from China everywhere, and um, you know, we first thought it was only in, in Wuhan, China, and then. Italy started getting hit really bad, and then we started getting our first cases in January, like public yeah. cases. Um, it, it's possible. It's possible it could have hit earlier than that. It's it's hard to tell, and it's there's no way to pinpoint it. Yeah. And but yes, it's the, there's a strong possibility that it could have been here that early if anyone traveled from that part of China to the U.S. Do you um do you think um Oh shit! What the fuck was I gonna ask you? Sorry, we're also drinking like a hundred eighty thousand proof fucking vodka right now. That yeah, I uh, I decided to gift Gus uh, a bottle of liquor from every state or place that I work at, and today I brought from Maine. It's called um, Twenty Two Create. It's made in Maine, distilled in Maine. It's vodka. And 150 proof. I don't know why we did 150 proof, but here we are. I'm not sure either, but um, we're pouring up a little bit. No? Yeah, a little bit more. Oh, and it's it's oh, it's, it just reminds me of Everclear. Yeah. Ah. Oh, which I think we had our first drink of Everclear together. 
Uh, Possibly. Sixth grade. Uh, New Year's Eve. Whatever. With, we were with um, Royce, of course, and um, we were at Tom and Quang's house. I don't know if you remember any of that. <laughs> Vague. I, it, we had a shot and we were done. We didn't see New Year's. <laughs> yeah, no. Vague, I vaguely remember that. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Those were, those were the days. Sixth grade. Yeah. And we were just trying to be cool and be part of, like, trying to fit in with, my, with the older brothers. Yeah, we were just trying to do what our older brothers were doing. And, um, I, I, I think it's safe to say that they were trying to do something that we shouldn't have been doing at all. So that's. That's also true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Good times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the most important thing that nursing has taught you as an individual? You know, I've picked up a lot of good lessons from those older patients I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this guy here in Odessa. We were just shooting the shit. And I just asked him, you know, teach me. I was like, teach me a life lesson or tell me something good about life. And he said, I'll give you some advice. He said, don't. I'm getting a little drunk. But um, make your home a place that you don't need a vacation from. Okay. And I was like, I like, like, it really resonated with me. Make your home a place that you don't need a vacation from. Because some folks, you know, their work is hard, and you go home, and if, if you're with someone and that relationship is shit, now your job sucks, your, your life at home sucks. And I feel like for most people, that's basically your, whole life rotation yeah yeah it's homework and yeah work work so you you, you know and he was saying because if your home is good yeah the worst shittiest day of your life at work oh yeah if you go home and everything's great it's gonna it's gonna make your day a little bit better so he's just saying you know when you get married make sure your wife is happy you guys honor each other your home should be clean it, it should be nice you don't need a big home you don't need fancy things, but make sure you're happy with your home. Yeah. Because you're going to go home to it. And and he says he realized that at, a, at an age where he was always working hard. And then we went home. He was never like a great dad, not a good husband. And then he was always looking forward to his vacations. Hmm. Like a big, And he said, your vacation should be like a, a celebration of life, not like a break from life, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like stuff like that. I love I love little tidbits like that. Mm-hmm. Just learning from them, and then, but as a nurse, the greatest thing I've ever learned as a nurse is communication. Is the key in everything. Yeah. Because when you're, when you're, you know, trying to save someone's life, doing chest compressions, doctor needs to know what meds we need to push now, what kind of rhythm we're in, who's going to do chest compressions, who's doing intubation. And these are all things, like eight people all at once are talking all at once. Not all at once, but trying to communicate with one another. And, um, like, you know, same thing in life. <laughs> Communication, you know. Amy and I, I think we have a great ability to communicate, and that's why, that's why we're so, so good. Yeah. I, I hate to say that. I feel like we're, we're great. We're a great couple. 
and it's due to. Well, I think you. No, but I think you should feel that personally. You should. Oh yeah, yeah. I just hate bragging. I don't think it's bragging if you like. That's your wife. Like you should feel like. That's true. You should feel like you're a great couple. At the very like, you know, I don't think that like. I I I think you're a good couple. Thank you. Yeah, it's just. I don't know about you. She does a lot of the heavy lifting. No, uh, you know, you know that. Now I know. It sounds like a joke, but you know I was not easy growing up with. No, fuck no, I hate. Yeah, and um, and uh, I don't apologize quickly. Mm -mm. If, ever. if if I even apologize. Yeah, or if ever, yeah. Um, but Amy's taught me to be more kind, more patient, and it's taken a lot of. It's been ten years, and it's a lot of work. But um, I feel like I've come a long way with with communicating communicating. I yeah, guess. I feel I I I've I've seen you grow as an individual while being in a relationship with Amy. It's very wonderful and it's very um, rewarding for me as someone that uh, someone that loves you. Um, so, so it's great. Thank you. There was a question in there, but it can't formulate right now. Um, let's see. Besides, okay. We got a little bit of more time left. What do you want to get into? We got like 10 minutes. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. Not uh, sure either. Well, we'll do that. What's, what's next for y'all? Like, what's next for you? Uh, what do you think the next like five years five years because I know you think that far ahead. I do um, my next immediate thing I want to do is get back into shape man I'm just not, it's not the worst shape of my life but Amy wants to run a marathon or a half marathon and I've been a little stagnant in my physical health mm -hmm. so I feel like I need to get back on that um are you, are you gonna are you gonna like are you gonna run the marathon and like shake your pants so <laughs> i've uh i hate running absolutely hate it yeah I don't, i'm not a big fan of it myself and but i feel like i need to do this uh, not, not necessarily run but get myself in a good shape because amy's doing awesome things right now she's she's gonna start training for the half marathon and then she's going to, she's back in school to get her bachelor's for nursing. Nice. So she's doing things that are, you know, progressing. Yeah, fulfilling, personally fulfilling yeah. for her. And me, I'm just hanging out with UConn, you know? <laughs> yeah. Which is also fulfilling some days, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. But, but um, I understand the need for more growth and the need for, to, to want to evolve. Yeah. Yeah. But that's my, I guess, immediate goal once we get signed to another place and start working. And then I, I'm trying to get my mindset ready to go back to school because nurse practice school is, you can't just show up and be like, oh, here we go, school. Like it's, I've, I know, I've known smart nurses who have been, you know, it's, it, they said it was a challenge. They got through it, but it's, it's not a walk in the park for sure. Yeah. And how long is that school? I think for me, last time I looked into it, year, year and a half to two. Oh, okay. Depends on if I double up classes. Yeah. 
Like you could do it in a year, but if you, what do you think? More, You're me, probably gonna probably do it too. A year and a half or two. Yeah. Just depends how motivated I am, and yeah, I want to do a little bit more traveling, and then I, I think we're gonna settle down and buy a house somewhere here in Texas, and then start thinking about that family and going back to school for nurse prac. So, next five years is what it's looking like. We'll see. Nice. Give up the travel trailer life. You know what's funny? I think about this all the time. If you told me 10 years ago that I would be living in a trailer and moving from trailer park to trailer park, and that's all you gave me, that 10 years ago, I'd have been, what the fuck happened to my life? Yeah. <laughs> um, like, like, what did I do that now I can't even buy a house and I can't even hold down one spot. It's just, I think it's funny where life takes you because I, if you, just gave uh, me, if you just gave me those details, I'd be like, what the well, fuck? Well, no, happened? but like, it's a, that, that's kind of like perspective. Yeah. And it's kind of like um, the old um, adage in like TV or the monkey paw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like where you find like a monkey, or for people that know, don't know what I'm talking about, it's the monkey paw. It has like, Twilight Zone. Yeah, it's like a Twilight Zone episode and it has like, five fingers and you get five wishes but like if you're like <clears throat> but every wish is like loaded so you have to like fucking word it just right where um like if you're like i wish i was the richest man alive and then like <clears throat> you could be the richest man alive but then it could also be like everyone's just like the entire economy just shits the bed and yeah. you just have five dollars yeah or something <laughs> like that like and or, there's some catch to what you're saying yes. so it is perspective like that, like you, like you know, you, you, uh, ten years ago you would have been like, oh fuck, I'm gonna be living in a trailer park, but like, yeah. this is what you love to do now. Like, yeah, and it's it's honestly been the greatest thing ever, and even even with my failures with traveling, because you know this, but um, last last fall the trailer hitch fell on Amy's left hand, mm-hmm. and um, I've, it was. I blame myself because they were moving the trailer. She told me to put the brakes on. I said, no, we'll be fine. And the only reason I said we'll be fine is because it was, it was starting to rain. I didn't want to be in the rain. Putting the brakes on, it takes like a minute, but like it was taking time. And, and yeah, and then the trailer hitch fell on her hand and she had to go have surgery. And I've, I've never felt such a failure in my life. Mm-hmm. And that was that was that was the biggest moment where I was like I failed, and I, I I didn't know if I could recover from that. And to this day, when when we talk about it, I still feel a lot of shame from that accident. Yeah. It um, but she she's got full use of her hand. Mm-hmm. She they did surgery. She broke no bones, no tendons. It was it was kind of just like um. I guess a flesh wound is, is what the common term would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's back at work. She's doing great. It's just I still feel like I let her down. Yeah. I'm her. I'm not supposed to let anything bad happen to her, and it's that still haunts me. Even though she thinks she's she says she's to blame because she was standing back there. She doesn't know why she tried to catch the trailer, the eight thousand pound trailer, <laughs> with her hand. But the, she told me to put the brakes on, so I always feel like it was my yeah. fault. But I don't know. Yeah, that's that's my biggest 
failure, I guess, so far. Yeah. And I failed her in respects of keeping her safe. But she's. But like, like in, in in the sense of that, I think that's just part of the path that you're on. This that was gonna happen either way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's unfortunate. Unfortunate things do happen. Yes. Yeah. And um. There is like. That. Um, element to things, but there's just some things that just have to happen. Yeah. I mean, everything happens. Like, right. It doesn't matter whether you want it to or not. Everything happens. But some, you know, yeah. some some things are out of your control. I know. Unfortunately, I have a feeling worse things are to come. That's just life because bad things do happen in life. Yeah. We made it through every bad thing so far together. So, uh, which I'm glad, as far as Amy and I go, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. She was quick to forgive. And she actually, she never even blamed me. Yeah. And all the blame is from myself. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, still weighs heavy on me. I'm sorry to hear that. Do you think there's anything in particular that, like, you'll ever... Is, do you think this is something that you'll carry with you for... A long time or no because I know thank God she she got full function of her hand yeah I'm glad she's alive I whenever the accident happened all I heard was a loud thud the truck move I thought she was pinned mm -hmm. between the truck and the trailer so for a good two seconds I thought my wife was dead yeah so it go you know and then I put the car I put the truck in park look back there and she's holding her hand and she's just looking at me with like that a face that I don't ever want to see again and yeah that, I don't know like it's gotten better and I'm, I'm I'm just glad she's got full function of her hand but uh, just like with any kind of trauma in life with time as long as we're both healthy about it she's never used it in an argument against me and and she, she's never blamed me mm -hmm. I feel like we're okay uh, like for me for me personally it's okay if she ever was to just turn around and just blame me for it or just I would it would it would psychologically break me if, yeah. if she ever just started blaming me for it because I I feel like shit. I still do. Like I said. Oh yeah, no, I can't. I can I can I can I can imagine. I can uh, put myself in those shoes and think about that. And uh, to be there is um, uh, in no way, shape, or form ideal. So yeah. Um, but even now, it's, it hasn't even been a year. It's better. My my guilt about it is better it doesn't it's not as bad as it was but it, I think it'll be just like another hopefully when I'm like in my 80s we could get the scar and be like man that was a wild time <laughs> yeah and then we could talk about all the other blunders and hopefully that we that we're gonna experience down the road yeah so that's that leads us how hopefully we get to that point Oh yeah.
I kind of want to keep on talking. We can. It's up to you. Your podcast, bro. Yeah. I, uh, well, this is the thing. I don't know what happens after we hit 60 minutes. We're about to hit 60 minutes. Oh, okay. So, I'm going to stop it here and we'll just do another segment or something. Okay. Yeah. If I can add these together, that'd be dope. Part one, part two. Part one, part two. Um, if you're, yeah, uh, I'm not going to edit this out. This would be, this would be a good point to edit out, but I'm not going to do it. So, um, hopefully we'll see you here in a little bit, guys. And, uh, this is either part two or the second half of this interview. I don't know. Um, depends on how long we go. (laughs) It depends on how much I care to edit, (laughs) to be honest. Um, you were you were talking about the the accident with Amy before we mm-hmm. took a break, and how it weighs on you. But I, 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 the last thing you said, where you're talking about being older, and um, you know, I think it's healthy that you even recognize that there's going to be other things, there's going to be yeah. other blunders, there's going to be other mistakes, and um, hopefully, not to this extent and hopefully you know but it it, it just goes back to the thing of like you know like it's just part of the path this is part of the journey yeah things happen like i i know they're we're gonna face bigger problems i don't know what they are i just know that they're coming because life is it's not easy yeah and and, you know as long as we have each other's back we're gonna make it make it through it yeah i'm a big believer in if you keep good people around you good things are going to happen to you that's yeah. something I, I think i picked that up from another patient yeah if you just keep good people around you good things are going to happen and i feel fortunate to have like you and all our other childhood friends that i that i grew up with because mm-hmm. that was like rough being an immigrant <laughs> coming coming here and, yeah um and you guys really helped me along yeah how old were you when uh, your family came from the Philippines to America? Um, I was four when I came here. My my two older brothers were already here with my mom. Yeah, so let's talk about that process. How did that work with, like, um, so you and you, Reno, and Rennell stayed with your dad? Yes. In the Philippines for yep. a while? And when you did, your mom come over first, or did was yeah. she go with Royce and uh, Ray? Yeah. So my mom. This is I haven't talked to her about this in a while, but from what I recall from our last conversation, she had a job in Idaho, and just to get into the country, she got her nursing. She got her nursing license transferred over to a U.S. one. Mm-hmm. Worked in Idaho. Didn't like the snow. Found a job in Odessa, Texas, because it doesn't snow over here. And then when she get, when she started a job here, she brought my two older brothers first, and then me, my dad, and Reno came over. And and then I stayed. My dad took Reno back home with him, and then my sister Reno and my dad finally moved all back with us in like a year later. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it was just a weird 
time in my life. I kind of remember, like... Yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, uh, how much of that time do you even remember? Like, because that is very formative years for you and very... Um, yeah. Not uh, for you, but, like, for everyone. Yeah, I talked to... I talked to my mom about it, about those times, and um, it was... She said it was rough because back home, I was pretty pampered. We had... I had a good life. I had a, my own personal nanny back home, and whenever I had... Whenever I wanted anything, I got it. Yeah. And when I moved here, I don't know how to speak English. I didn't have a nanny, and I just—it was just rough um, transitioning. Uh, Royce, my older brother Royce, still remembers dropping me off at one of the daycares and telling me like, "Uncle, I'll be back for you." And all I did was cry. As soon as he left. Uh, he could hear me crying and he'd get on his bike and he'd still hear me crying like outside yeah because I just didn't know how to speak with communicate with anyone mm-hmm. so that was rough I actually didn't have a my the first time I had a good understanding of English was second grade when, when I started talking to you yeah because even first grade I kind of knew what I was talking about I still mix up Tagalog and English so I was very quiet you kind of Help me along. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact. Um. That's wild. I didn't. I, I don't know what else. There's um. But by the time that both your parents got here, so mm-hmm. like when by the time you had all your your family here. Was that like second grade or? Yeah. Or was um, it before that? So my my dad brought my sister and Reno back after a year. So Reno started school at Lamar mm-hmm. uh, pre-K. And then my dad and my sister went back home so she could finish high school. I think one more year and then they both came back permanently. Yeah. Because when, when my sister started living with us, she was already on her way to college. Yeah. She was 18, and she went to Tech. So, yeah, so that would be like 97 or something. Yeah. And that would, yeah, that's what, first, second grade for us. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, yeah, that was just, uh, apparently my mom told me that's where my fear of needles started. I have a fear of needles. Oh, you have a fear of needles? I didn't know that. Yeah, I, it's funny, because I can start blood... And I could poke people and put IVs yeah. in people you, all day. Do you remember being really drunk last night and looking at the veins in me and Mia's arms and like? Yeah, yeah. I like, love, I love it, dude. You're I like love, twenty gauge, eighteen, yes, sixteen. Yes, I love starting IVs. It's like it's my favorite thing. But do not point those needles at me. <laughs> yeah, apparently, uh, yeah. My mom told me because I told her I my biggest fear when I first started working as a nurse was I I don't want to be stuck with a needle. I hate it. I hate it when they draw blood. I hate when I donate blood. I just hate needles. And she's like, oh, that's probably because when you came into the country, they separated you and me at, at El Paso when we were reading process mm-hmm. um, to get my shots. So they took her to another room to, to give her her shots, and they separated me. Yeah. I was by myself, and they're trying to talk to me and calm me down, but I can't, I don't understand the English. And they took my mom away. And then now they have this needle and they want to poke me. So they just started 
they told me to calm down, but they just started poking me. My mom said I started screaming from the top of my lungs, dude. And she could hear me from the other oh, room. Man. And she says that's that's where your that's where your phobia of needles started when they separated you from me to give you your immunization shots. What's up? <laughs> Brian just entered the podcast. Oh damn it! <laughs> I usually don't use that word. <laughs> Do you, you like to sit down and talk with us? Sure. Brian has entered the podcast. Uh, you want some? some this vodka? is yeah. Sure. Yes. Fucking hundred fifty proof. Talk while I do this. Yeah. Oh, y'all just got started, huh? No, actually, this is we we did a whole hour. Oh, we just started to keep you up. Gotcha. Well, yeah, cool. I mean, I just came to kind of give things set up a little bit for yeah. the live show tonight, and well, so in, did I. Enjoy this vodka. I brought this down from Maine. It's distilled in Maine. Does it have Maine lobster in it? I wish. Dude. Oh. Mm. Oh, Maine lobster. It has, it has something in it. It's, it's good. Here's some. Yeah. Definitely put some of that in there. Cranberry grape because it hits hard. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. See what Cassie says whenever I end up going home here a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> did you tell her happy birthday? I did. Oh, that's good. Well, you know. I told her last night when I got home. Or at midnight. There you go. It's good, hey, man. So what have y'all been up to all day? Just doing. Uh, Just kicking it. Yeah. Honestly, we ain't got food. Yeah. Oh, that's a goodie. Yeah, Did they the put. Podcast. Yeah. Drinks of vodka. <laughs> have y'all talked about Maine Lobster yet? No. no, no. You want to talk about Maine Lobster? We can talk, talk about, about Maine Lobster. Lobster. We talked about COVID. Yeah. That was um, nice. Yeah. It's a real threat. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, so about the Maine lobster. Mm-hmm. Did you see a Maine lobster? Yeah. Are they bigger than? They're huge. Oh, you spent time on the Pacific Northwest as well. Are Maine lobsters bigger than Washington lobsters? Actually, um, there's not a lot of lobsters in the Pacific. They get all their imports from from oh. the from the Northeast, right. from the Maine area. Maine is the largest distributor of lobsters in the U.S. And fun fact. Wait, how do they get the how do they get the, the the lobsters over there? They just ship it. Actually, you could you could call many companies in Maine and have it shipped to you, a live lobster. It's expensive, but they they will ship you lobster yeah, and I clams. I mean, I I ship somebody something for a lot of money as well. Yeah. <laughs> how many times a week do you do that? Which part? The. Uh... You get Maine lobster shipped to um, you. Oh, ship to me? No, never. I don't even know how to cook it or clean oh, it. Oh, whatever. I don't See, know. I almost See, got him. I almost got him. Wait, what did I tell you yesterday? He doesn't get his hands dirty. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> now, this, the second part of this podcast is one percenter right now. Coming out. Four, uh, four percenter because he has guns now. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't own a gun. I don't, I'm not the Republican you think I am. Uh. I'm not a Republican, period. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Way to backtrack. I was about to say, Republican. should we stop the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> no, this is great. <laughs> For the five people that are going to hear this part. <laughs> we'll, we'll call this one part ducks, uh, part drunk. <laughs> Rain, um, Rain or Nava, part two. Um, drunk, but do <laughs> But um, one thing I did learn about the lobsters in Maine, they chop off their claws and throw the females back in the ocean. That? Because they regenerate, the, the claws regenerate. 
It's weird. That is weird, but you get clawed meat. Like, you get meat from the claw. Yeah, yeah, and then... And then you, they get to reproduce again, so... I did learn that one. I mean, they just kind of, like, severely the inconvenience them for a while. Yeah, I mean, but it... I mean, that's what, that's what they do to make sure yeah. that they have a population of keep them going for the females. They throw them back in there. How do you feel about that, Josh? Oh, very bad. Oh, yeah, of course. He's vegan. Yeah. Just, it all, this all just sounds like a glorified animal cruelty to me. No, it's, it certainly is. How's that, how's that drink treating you? Well. Well. Strong, yeah. right? It's not bad. It is. <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I didn't think I was going to need this much uh, juice for it, but... Uh, Turns yeah. out I do. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I was partially thinking of just like, yeah, I'll throw a little splash in there for flavor and. Uh, okay, and be so off with it, the thing the thing is, um, uh, Rainer never tasted it either. Oh. So when I opened it, I was like, well, I'm not gonna like, I want to taste this vodka because if we're gonna mix it, there's, I want to know what this actually tastes like. So I took a drink and I was like, oh fuck, this sucks. And then I was like, here, Rainer, try it. And he took a big drink, and then we both were like, hmm, mm. glad we got something to mix this with, because yeah. it's, it's definitely not the smooth, refreshing taste of Tito's. It's definitely no, not. No. Mm-mm. Tito's, give me a sponsorship. Yeah. How many sponsors? Uh, I asked for a Levi sponsorship and a Tito's. Tito's. I'd be set with those. And free socks, you need socks. I feel like I could trade. What do you mean? Trade, <laughs> trade what? For, trade pants for socks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Tito's for socks. Yeah. 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 Like if I had, like if I had like a the gnarly Tito sponsorship, you just live off of the bartering system. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Also, I have a weird thing where I uh, gauge how well I'm doing financially in my life by how many new pair of pants I have. Interesting. Oh. That would make sense for me because I never have new ones. I, don't, <laughs> I haven't bought new pants in like two years. Yeah. I don't know how to feel. Oh, you haven't bought them yourself. You've sent someone else. Yeah, (laughs) your personal assistant has bought them for you. It's not true. I don't have a personal assistant. Mm. Because you have to share it with Amy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! You guys are just trying to. This is entrapment. (laughs) Is it? Or is the truth coming out? There's no truth. I don't have an assistant. Look, if you're a one percenter, you have to tell us. Yeah, I am not a one percenter. Like two pay raises. No, I'm going to need more than that. Your two pay raises being from being a Republican. No. Mm-mm. Three. One? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I should have gone down here, right? No, he's saying no because he's already a Republican. He doesn't no, have to. No, Gosh, man. It's not even a pay raise. It's just a, maybe just one more congratulations and a, yeah. or a good job or a job no, well done. Just one, uh, one more uh, older white dude looking at you and going, I just shaked my head. <laughs> you nodded your head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing visual gags for uh, audio <laughs> podcasts again. Oh, God. Do you remember the first time you met Brian? Um, he was, it was his sophomore year. He was dating Melinda. Melinda. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. And um, I had a class with her, and Brian, being the gentleman he was, always walked her to... Um, to our class and um, she she introduced us and you kept calling me brain brain I called you I, ca- I think I called you brain 
Yeah, I was gonna say I people call called, people call Brian Brain. That's right. I, yeah, you're Brain. Yeah, so I started calling you Raiden. Raiden, that's what you called me. Yeah, that's right. Not because of his race, but because of his name. Mm. Yes. No. Yeah. Might, mighty defensive about that, Brian. Well, I don't want you to jump to conclusions. <laughs> you were looking at me. I, I, I felt it. You were Brain, and that's the first time I met yeah. Brian. And then we went on to having multiple long conversations about the storyline of Covid and Cambria. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lots of that. That's when you were doing Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a long time ago. The first time. The also, fir- can we talk about how Raiden was white in the movies? So, I mean, of course it wasn't based yeah, off race. Yeah, it's not based off race. <laughs> okay. Mortal Kombat. I, I, I don't have a frame of reference for that movie. The video game we played. I know that much. Well, yeah, the doy. I think he was white in the video game. I, I, I won't go there because I don't know. I don't know either. Also, I shouldn't have even gone to the movie thing because he might not be white and I'm just calling <laughs> you're, just, you're just, oh, you're reaching for straws at this point. Yeah. Uh, see, Ra- earlier Rainer was like, I thought you had a third person here with you when you did these so like they could look up stuff. And I was like, that would be nice. That would be smart. But no. No, no, there is a third person. And this third person needs to look It's like the manga. Uh, it's like the, the when you get a cat stuck in the wall, you put a dog in there to yeah. chase it out. And then you have to get a, a snake to chase out the dog. And then a mongoose to get the snake out. And then a... Um, oh, fuck. What gets mongoose out? Fire. Yeah, I guess at that point, if you're going that... If you're getting that much stuff in your walls, you should probably just burn it down. Also, you wouldn't do that because you love animals. No, yeah, I would just like I would like just tear the wall down. Yeah, I would tear the wall down. Yeah. I would take the wall. I would take the wall off so that the if the animals want to get in the wall, I'll give them easier access to the wall. Yeah. You need walls? No. Take them all down. Not in this house. <laughs> what does this podcast become? <laughs> rain, rain, rain and lava part two, just real drunk shit. <laughs> this vodka? What? Are we not even? Are we not, we're a third through the bottle. Oh, oh, I thought you were trying to get sponsorship. I was like, no, thank you. Oh no, no. These Levi, are one-offs. Levi's and Tito's. Yeah. Me bringing you bottles are one-offs. Oh, no, nice. Uh, do you have any other questions for Rain and Brian? Um. No. Hmm. I guess. Guess you weren't prepared to do an impromptu podcast. <laughs> I pulled up. I was like, "Who's here?" And I was like, "Oh, that's, I think that's Rainer's car." And I walked in, and I really, ho- I really hope that picked it up on here because that was a really <laughs> funny intro. <clears throat> um, I got like two more questions for you, Rainer, and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll just hang out. Um, what is what's your dream? Like, what's your ideal day? Like, your perfect day. We'll do that one. I like that. <laughs> My ideal day, I got a good night's rest, which is, for me, I like to get in eight hours of sleep. Wake up. Um, take Yukon out. Uh, hang out with Amy. And go find a nice hike with great views. Uh, whether it's climbing... Trekking a mountain or going to a coastline, and then uh, preferably with Amy, and if we have friends along, that'd be great. And then after the hike, go eat some good food, usually a brewery, and then uh, 
shower up when we get home after eating and drinking some brews and just kicking it watching tv that's my ideal day nice good food good hike you mean to tell me you don't drink until you pass out <laughs> no <laughs> oh are we passing judgment on people that do uh, I, no. <laughs> D- drink until you pass out the official sponsor <laughs> you mean to tell me you were drinking and you went home and you just didn't <laughs> <laughs> alcoholism the official sponsorship of the blinding light <laughs> I, I, I like supporting my local breweries Yeah, you know especially if they have food man that's the best part yeah. And they let you have your dog there, so. But no, I do not drink um, till I'm incapacitated. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> no judgment. I mean, actually, actually, if you listen to this podcast and you heard that, do not drink till you pass out. That is not good. That's just not good habits. No, it's not. Um, go see help. Yeah. Um, or do a little sneef so you'll like sober up and then yeah, like, to get you to bed. Right. Yeah. Oh. I don't condone it. <laughs> I remember a time. Anyway. <laughs> um, this is going to be a hell of a right turn that I'm going to take, but let's take it. <laughs> um, so, you, 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 you talked about uh, wanting kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Wanting to be a father. Um, this podcast is going to stand the test of time yes and um if there's something that you could like record now for your kids to hear later what, what would that be um no matter what i love you proud of you and i i hope we can have a great relationship and be in each other's lives for as long as we can and create good memories and Put good out into the world together. That's my message for my future children. Nice. Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to uh, leave the, the the show on? Um. Support, support Cactus House one. Support Gus. Support Brian. Um, Juanito. Him and his Outback hiking group. Switchback. Switchback. Yeah. Sorry. You think switchback. about out, Outback Steakhouse? So I was. <laughs> I was. But that's that's one percent of Rainer right there. Yeah. What? How is that? Anyway, yeah. Support. Support one. Support. Um. Support this scene here because this is. Um, honestly, what you guys are doing has been great. Odessa needs this. Um, I know you guys have been wanting to do this for the longest time, and it's been good. And um, just be kind to one another. Keep your social distance thing. Wear your masks, wash your hands, and stay safe. Try to put some good out in the world. If not, try to be good to yourself. Nice. Uh, Brian, do you have any final thoughts for the podcast? No, I, I, I came unprepared. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, just for, from, from now on, just always be prepared. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening. Um, wash your hands, love yourself. Love people around you. Be kind. Uh, Black Lives Matter. Um, Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.